0: live from san diego california we go live to the newsroom with your host for nick's nerd well 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 i told you i wasn't going anywhere and i wasn't lying it's me your host nick And this is another rendition of Nick's Nerd News. Holla at ya boy. Well, hello to my faithful listeners. Welcome to new people who've never been here before. And, of course, as always, like and subscribe, people. No, I'm not going to force that on you guys. You know know I'm not about that life. But do it anyway, because, you know, it's cool. Anyway... Thank you guys for tuning in for another week. Hopefully you're all staying safe from the Rona. I know I am. Can't really go anywhere. Uh, we're in lockdown central here in California. But hey, that's a good thing. More time to play video games. Watch movies. Check out uh, everything that's going on on the interwebs. If, if you know what I mean. But I work for a company that is technically an essential business. So I, I've been working non-stop for... Uh, my normal job still, so no rest for the wicked, if you know what I mean, but I mean, I I, I work for a a company that's in the pool industry, so I think people would rather uh, be able to be safe at home and not get West Nile virus, where a dirty-ass pool can breed uh, gross-ass mosquitoes, so, you know, that's why it's essential. Anyway, anyway, no more dilly-dallying, no more talking about nonsense that, that That's not what you guys are here for, okay? I don't think you guys care about what it takes to make a pool clean or things that go into a pool. I think you guys are here to talk about video games and movies and television and other things going on in the nerd world. So let's not waste each other's time and hop right in to what's going on with video games, huh? How about this? The ESRB has added a new ratings table on game ratings to include information about loot boxes. Okay, this is this is probably one of the biggest stories this week. So what this is, essentially, is the, the ESRB has uh, created a new in-game purchase rating label for games going back as far as 2018, so a new game box is printed for those games. And, uh, you know, of course, this all blew up a couple years ago when even different governments got involved, but... Uh, this new label will say in-game purchases. Uh, so it used to say that, but now it will also include includes random items, whatever that means. So they they essentially released a picture of that uh, they said the new interact this new interactive element in-game purchases include random items will be assigned to any game that contains in-game offers to purchase digital goods or premiums with real-world currency, or with virtual coins or other forms of in-game currency that can be purchased with real-world currency, for which the player doesn't know prior to purchase the specific digital goods or premiums they will be receiving, e.g. loot boxes, item packs, mystery awards. Uh, This is what they said in their announcement. Uh, These new guidelines uh, and signage will be attached to any game that includes it. They also said since adding the in-game purchases notice to ratings assigned to physical games, Many consumers and enthusiasts, not necessarily parents, have reached out to us asking the ESRB to include additional information to identify games that include randomized purchases. The in-game purchases include random items. Interactive Element was developed in response to those requests. They also stated that it's not specifically using loot boxes, mainly because there's a lot of other things that tie into loot boxes, And Loot Box is kind of a catch-all term, so it's kind of weird. They also said, Loot Box is a widely understood phrase in and around the video game industry and among dedicated gamers, but most people less familiar with games do not understand it. While the new label is primarily in response to feedback from game enthusiasts, it is still essential that all consumers, especially parents, have a clear understanding of the rating information we provide. Which, you know what? I'm cool with this. It makes sense. Because, granted, you're not going to use a term like loot box, because hell, I get loot crate, and that's technically a loot box. And, and Anyway, anyway, I, I understand why the ESRB is doing this, because a lot of people were in an uproar, it, it, and it, it hit a fever pitch, of course, with Battlefront 2 a few years back. So it makes sense why they are finally putting this on labels. Hopefully... This is a trend that will be starting to die down. I, I think it is. A lot of games are starting to move away from these mechanics. Hell, look at look at what EA did. And um, what? I can't even think of their name now. Uh, the developer of Apex Legends. They told you the rate and the chances of getting those different things. So they, they removed that unknown element. And at least are being upfront and honest with it. Uh, uh, Respawn Entertainment. I'm sorry. I couldn't think of their name. Respawn. But be on the lookout for that on new games moving forward. Also, if you guys are big Steam users, Steam has announced that they are bringing back their game festival. It will return in June. Uh, I know they said they'll have deals and and sales and and all kinds of things to go along with. With that, you'll also be able to try out uh, games that are coming soon with different trials and things like that. So it should be really awesome Uh, in just a few short weeks from now. Uh, also announced, this came out of nowhere, XCOM Chimera, a new game in the XCOM franchise, has been announced. It will release on April 24th, so uh, just about two days from when you guys will be hearing this. So probably on Friday, uh, Friday, Friday this week. I saw that they're going to do like an introductory price of 10 bucks if you buy it like right away. And then uh, eventually it will go up to suggested retail of 20 bucks. So if you're a big fan of the XCOM franchise, this is the next chapter in that franchise for you, XCOM Chimera Squad, or XCOM Chimera, however you say the word. It's up to you, it's up to you. And how about this? Some some Pokemon news that uh, is about 20 years old, <laughs> uh, 20 plus years old, if you actually, and a new data mine came out, someone was looking deep into the source code of Pokemon Yellow, and it turns out... That Pokemon Yellow was originally supposed to have a companion. So most of us know, Pokemon games tend to come out as a pair. And then a third game, uh, which is kind of like an expansion-slash-sequel, will come out later. It started with Pokemon Yellow, then we had Pokemon Crystal, then Emerald, uh, then there was Platinum. Or wait. No, it was Platinum. That's right, because it was Diamond and Pearl, then Platinum. Black and White... Uh, skipped that and just had a full-on sequel, Black and White 2. And then, of course, uh, Sun and Moon then also had full-on sequels with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. And now we're going to DLC for Sword and Shield. But any- anyway, back in the day, they would come in two, a pair of two, and then would get a, a third game. Well, looks like originally they were just going to do two sequels. And it looks like it was going to be called Pokemon Pink. And uh, Dr. Lava, who is an awesome Pokemon historian, who I actually follow on Instagram, he posts a lot of cool stuff, shows off the different sprites, how the the shiny Pokemon have changed over the years. And this is uh, from 4chan, so it's somewhat... Uh, un- like There's a possibility it might not be 100% true. There might be some truths, not 100%. And uh, almost certainly legit, apparently... And there was a screenshot of these leaks. But apparently there was going to be a Pokemon Pink. And it would have featured uh, Clefairy or Jigglypuff in the spotlight. Which I'm sure that would have been kind of changed. Mainly because I'm sure they were hoping those Pokemon would take off. Because I'm sure Yellow was in development a lot sooner than people realized before it came out. So I'm sure Red and... uh, So originally it was Red and Green. Then it was changed to uh, red and blue for the U.S. But what probably happened was they were working on yellow because Pikachu follows you. Granted, if they had Clefairy or Jigglypuff follow you, it wouldn't have looked right. But but anyway, I'm sure they were thinking that one of those two characters would take off. Eventually, Jigglypuff, of course, took off in the anime. Clefairy, not so much. But I'm sure they were going to have that focused. It was going to be a Japan-only game. And Game Boy Camera was going to use it, uh, work with it, but I guess they they did some other things with it. But in uh, uh, what could have been is there could have been Pokemon Yellow and Pokemon Pink in 1998, released after uh, Red and Blue in the U.S. Also, what came out, if you own a PlayStation 4, you might be able to get some extra free games this week. Uh, PlayStation has announced through their new Play at Home initiative... Uh, they'll also be creating a $10 million creative fund for indie developers impacted by COVID-19. Uh, Jim Ryan, president of PlayStation, on the PlayStation blog announced that independent. Uh, this is per their fund. Independent developers are vital to the heart and soul of the gaming community. And we understand the hardships and financial struggles that many smaller gaming studios are facing. And essentially, that that's why they're, they're setting up that fund. They also now announced... That Journey and Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection, will be free to all PS4 customers, not just those with PlayStation Plus, between April 15th and May 5th, essentially to help keep the PlayStation community entertained at home. Um, and once you redeem the games, they are yours to keep forever, so you don't have to worry about anything like that. They they will be free. Um, if you live in China and Germany, Sony will be offering NAC2... With Journey instead of Uncharted, the Nathan Drake, Drake collection. I cannot say Nathan Drake. <laughs> um, they also said, During these days of physical distancing, fans have turned to gaming for moments of respite and enjoyment. At Sony Interactive Entertainment, we are privileged to bring this much-needed entertainment. We know this is just one small step, and we are thankful to be able to offer this support to our players, our communities, and our partners. If you guys have never played an Uncharted game, um, this is a perfect time to play. Because you can get the Uncharted Nathan Drake Collection, which is the first three games now, for free. And then if you're a PSN member, you can get Uncharted 4 as your free game this month. So you're getting all but one of the games, which is Lost Legacy, which I would still get eventually if, if you like the the other Uncharted games, these are amazing games, they're beautiful games, I've talked about this at length before, I would definitely urge you to pick these games up, if you haven't played them, I'm definitely going to get Journey, I've never played Journey, and I know it's a beautiful game, and people rave about it, like, this is a game that, like, launched indie games into the stratosphere, and that is definitely something I want to check out, I'm definitely going to pick that up, it is free, so it doesn't hurt, um... It doesn't hurt to to go get that and 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 try it out, uh, but like I said, Journey and what uh, Journey and Nathan Drake Collection are free until May fifth. If you own a PlayStation Four, you do not have to have a PSN account. Also, it looks like Gamescom is officially canceled. They will go ahead in a all digital format. It will uh, no longer take place in August in Cologne, Germany. And this is what they said. It will go ahead, all digital. They have issued an official statement. Um, tickets purchased for the event will be refunded in the coming weeks. Under no circumstances will the event take place on site in, in Germany. And they also said that, uh, so German the German government has said that all major events will be banned from occurring until August 31st. Gamescom was, of course, earlier in August. Granted, they don't want to risk having a second wave of COVID nineteen in the fall. But uh, look to all digital events in August that would have taken place during Gamescom. I'm sure a lot of companies will try to fill those gaps, especially, uh, especially after what happened with with E3 being canceled. And of course, some other con- conventions and things like this. So, it unfortunately is going to be an all digital year. And uh, that's not the end of, of what we'll be talking about later. But uh, let's keep moving here. Uh, if you guys are big Destiny fans, Destiny and Bungie, or Destiny, Bungie has announced a new official Destiny themed cookbook. So, you will be able to cook different. Uh, dishes and drinks and things like this, all inspired by the Destiny universe. Uh, no announcement on when that will officially go on sale. Also announced from EA, they are doing Crisis Remastered. And what I don't understand here is that Crisis, still to this day, the original game, can still put a tax on even modern video cards. Crisis is a punishingly like, graphically beautiful game. I have only played parts of the third and second game. I for- unfortunately never really got to play the original. But but I've seen enough online to know that even today it still makes some graphic cards struggle to do its highest fidelity and things like this. So it'll be interesting to see how a remastered version of this game does. Because I'm sure it's going to even put even more pressure on some graphics cards. ...to hit some of these higher levels on, on a newer level of graphics. How we how you do that on a game like this, though, again, is, is, is a very interesting question. Uh, no release date yet, only a teaser was released. But I wonder if they're doing this to hype up the potential of a new Crisis game for next-gen consoles. And PC, of course. Also announced, if you're big fans of the old classic Streets of Rage... Uh, Streets of Rage 4, which was announced last year, will release at the end of the month on April 30th. Here's some news. Uh, how about this? If you guys are stoked for Cyberpunk 2077, and you want to get your hands on some sweet, sweet perifs, well, in a new partnership with Microsoft, uh, CD Projekt Red has announced uh, a, a range of Cyberpunk 2077-branded hardware, for, again for Xbox, um, only 45,000 Special Edition Cyberpunk 2077 Xbox One X's will be manufactured. Uh, they also made a point to notice, note, this is the final Xbox One X limited edition console to be released. So after this, they'll just be regular Xbox One X's. The controller, uh, they've also announced a controller that's kind of got this cool color scheme. It's half gray, half silver. That will release later in the year for 75 $75. They also announced a Cyberpunk 2077 Xbox Pro charging stand for controllers. A uh, Seagate Games has announced two separate external hard drives. A 2TB edition that will retail for $89.99 and a 5TB edition that will retail for $149.99. Those will uh, retail at some point in early June of this year. And also, uh, they have partnered with... Steel series for an Special Edition Arctis 1 Wireless Headset for Xbox Johnny Silverhand Edition, which will retail at $109.99. So all of these will come out later in the year. They look pretty cool, not going to lie. They have these awesome cool color schemes that kind of go with the, uh, the different vibe of Cyberpunk. So it'll be interesting to see... I'm sure they'll sell out quickly, though, if only 45,000 of those Xbox One Xs are being made. So, if you've been holding out hope and you don't plan on upgrading to the next-gen this year, that is an option for you. And speaking of upgrading to next-gen, if you're looking to get a PS5 this year, you might have to wait. A new report has come out through, I think it was uh, Wall Street Journal, said that they expect PlayStation 5 stock to be limited... There have been some production delays, Uh, rumors have been swirling from different outlets saying that they've had to change the design completely of the PlayStation 5 in uh, recent months, which could be part of the delay, and also because of the price range of the unit, which they are expecting now to be somewhere uh, above $500 possibly, for both consoles actually, but apparently Sony is having trouble getting... The components needed to build their consoles. So, if you are looking to get a PlayStation 5 this year, you may have to wait a while. If you don't, possibly, if you don't pre-order, if you don't do it soon enough. Uh, I already planned on waiting at least a year. I can't make two large purchases like that right, right back to back. But uh, I will hopefully get that uh, early 2021, depending on on how things go. But that is expected. So, like I said, if you are hoping to get a PlayStation 5, just be wary. There may be limited stock. Uh, Or you might be able to uh, pay someone a whole lot more money for one. Because they'll probably be buying multiple and selling them on eBay. And sticking with Sony here for a while. They announced the weirdest thing ever. They patented a special robot. A little robot companion that will sit and watch video game, watch you play video games, watch movies with you, and offer tips, and pay attention to your feelings, I, I don't know how I feel about something like that, and the drawing they put on their patent is the most fucking ridiculous looking thing I've ever seen, it looks like this like plush, it, oh god it looks hilarious, just look up Sony robot gaming, gaming robot patent, and you'll see this ridiculous looking thing, it's, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do with this. It's I, I don't know if this is... I don't hear a lot of people calling for something like this. So I'm a little shocked that that's something that they they went after. I don't know. But uh, Final bit of gaming news here is... How many of you guys are fans of Seinfeld? Huh? Anyone? Anyone? Just raise your hand. Anyway, Seinfeld is probably, at least to me and a lot of other people, the greatest show ever made. Okay just the, the comedy is timeless. It, 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 it's just written perfectly. It, it perfectly describes like just everyday life for a lot of people. But how many people would be stoked if we got a Seinfeld point and click adventure, which is what two, two uh, game developers are out set out to do. They have already made some renders. There's already a trailer. It looks amazing full-on 90s point-and-click style, all the characters are playable, and what they're trying to do is get permission from Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David to be able to make this game a reality. Uh, They want people to use the hashtag Seinfeldgame and try and get the word out, show support, so that they can go to Larry and Jerry and show that people want this and they want to play it, and I am 100% on board with this. This game looks amazing, There was a cool op-ed done on IGN for the game. Like, I would get this game in an instant. I don't know if it's on Kickstarter or anything, but I I would 100% throw my support behind this game just because it's Seinfeld, and it actually looks fun to play. Oh wait, excuse me. Kramer is not playable. You can only play as Jerry, Elaine, or George, uh, apparently they're going to be like 30, it will take 30 minutes to complete, just like an episode, they'll offer multiple episodes, so you can play through different shows, uh, different, there will be like a three-part story you can play through, you can have your characters uh, overlap, and this is, uh, per the developers, um, this is a uh, Paradigm creator Jacob Generica, and an animator, Ivan Dixon, who actually worked on Childish Gambito's Feels Like Summer, Uh, has done intros for The Simpsons, Adventure Time, and Rick and Morty. And uh, per the official game's official website, says Jerry is dating a publicist who accidentally reveals his email address to Kenny Banya through a group email. Now Banya fills Jerry's inbox with a flurry of spam emails asking Jerry for feedback on his new stand-up set. Jerry decides to break up with the publicist over this, but he doesn't want to deal with the interaction face-to-face. Kramer suggests ending the relationship via email and avoiding it altogether. Jerry does this before Elaine reminds him that the publicist was supposed to get them all tickets to the opening night of the new movie, Rochelle Rochelle 2. George devises a plan to corrupt Jerry's girlfriend's computer before she can read her emails so that they can still collect the tickets. Kramer says he knows who can help. Someone with a sworn vendetta against email. Someone who has devoted their whole life to analog mail and sees email as a threat to his livelihood. Someone named Newman. So, they, they do want to make it a legal reality. They need to get permission. So, uh, go to SeinfeldGame.com. Use the hashtag #GameSeinfeldGame if you guys want this to happen. They just want a contract to get the rights. I'm 100% on board with this. This is the game about nothing. Let's get this made, folks. Let's get this made. It would be amazing. It'll be amazing to play. Let's get it done, folks. Anyway, that is it for gaming. Let's, uh, let's hop into what's going on in the TV world, huh? Well, we have some news regarding the new NBC Universal streaming app, Peacock. It is expected to launch in July, uh, July 15th to be exact. They did say that they move, may move up the release if it's working properly. Uh, as Comcast subscribers actually got a, a sneak peek feature this past week, on the 15th, they were able to beta test Peacock, essentially. And uh, per the Peacock, head of Peacock, Matthew Strauss, uh, we really believe this is a long-term strategy. We're going to do everything we can to accelerate, but we also see the value of testing and learning. Uh, They also showed off what it will look like if you have Xfinity already. You can just use your Xfinity remote and talk into it, because they have that kind of feature now. Also, uh, like I said, if you have Xfinity, you might be able to use it now. If you have X1 or Flex, and uh, you just say Peacock into your remote. Uh, also, if you're not an Xfinity subscriber, it will launch, like I said, July 15th for $4.99 with commercials or $9.99 for an ad-free version. Uh, it will be available to download on mobile, desktop, or set-top box devices. Uh, we don't know what those are just yet. Uh, Peacock claims to have at least 15,000 hours of TV shows and movies from NBC Universal's Entertainment Library, the streamer will include clip-based channels featuring sketches from SNL, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers. Uh, also have live news and sports, and uh, it will have. Here's just a list of some things. It won't have uh, the Office right away, uh, just because it's still on Netflix and there's some other rights issues there. Uh, but at launch, it will have Law and Order: SVU, Parks and Rec, Thirty Rock, Blind Spot. Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, New Amsterdam, Manifest, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, Bluff City Law, Council of Dads, Lincoln Rhyme, The Hunt for the Bone Collector, Days of Our Lives, Saturday Night Live, King of Queens, there you go, Everybody Loves Raymond, Two and a Half Men, AP Bio, which is getting a new season on Peacock, Frasier, Saved by the Bell, George Lopez, Cheers, Yellowstone, Friday Night Lights, House, Battlestar Galactica, Psych, Parenthood, Monk, Heroes, Covert Affairs, Warehouse 13, Sliders, Necessary Roughness, The Commish, Murder She Wrote, Columbo, The Rockford Files, Airwolf, Sea Quest, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Supreme <laughs> of the Animated Series, Five American Tales, Care Bears Get Out, and New Adventures of He Man. So that's a lot. Uh, some awesome movies uh, because it is NBC Universal, so we're getting the Universal catalog. The Jurassic Park franchise, E.T., Meet the Parents, Schindler's List, Shrek, Evan Almighty, Liar Liar, Fletch, Ray, Lost in Translation, Definitely Maybe, Reservoir Dogs, Children of Men, Moonrise Kingdom, American Psycho, Meet Joe Black, Monsters Ball, Blue Crush, The Blair Witch Project, Fear, The Story of Us, You, Me, and Dupree, Robin Hood, and Leap Year. Um, some other things will be coming soon. Uh, they're they're going to have their own shows. They actually released a trailer for their new uh, Saved by the Bell reboot, or, um, yeah, reboot, because it's the same cast. Slater is a football coach, and it looks hilarious. Uh, They also announced some of their own stuff. Like I said, Brave New World, The Capture, Psych 2, Angeline, uh, Rutherford Falls, Lost Speedways, and Saved by the Bell. Um, and of course, they did sh- say that uh, the Born trilogy, Fast and the Furious, will come later in the year, if not next year. Uh, but shows like The Office, This Is Us, uh, Suits, um, Keeping Up with the Kardashians will be there at some point. Roseanne, Pawn Stars, Pawn Stars, excuse me. A lot of stuff from the History Channel, uh, The Big Lebowski, Apollo 13. Those will all come later in the service's lifetime. So if you guys are stoked for another streaming service, Peacock launches in July. <laughs> no, maybe, probably. I'm going to sign up. I'm not going to lie. I'll get the ad the ad one. Five bucks. And if you guys have been waiting for Rick and Morty, it returns May 3rd with a new episode titled Never Ricking Morty. And we'll continue from there for four weeks until the wrap of season four. No word yet though on if Or is that season three? Is this season three? No, season four. I don't know. I've lost track. (laughs) It will be, and hopefully, whatever season four or five, whatever it is in the fall, we don't have to wait too long for those either. But Rick and Morty returns on May 3rd, which is uh, just about a week and a half. Uh, Two weeks from today, I should say, actually. Two weeks from today, it returns. Uh, Disney also announced a new... A documentary series about The Mandalorian. I think I talked about that last week. I can't remember. But they announced that. Uh, it's coming to Disney Plus sometime soon. And speaking of The Mandalorian. Rosario Dawson did come out and say. That her role as a Tano is not set in stone. It is not official or confirmed yet. Which I don't understand why Disney or anyone didn't deny it. I'm very confused. Very confused by this whole situation. I thought Season 2 production was done. Apparently it's not. I don't know what's going on anymore, folks. I do not. I do not know. Uh, Sticking with Disney Plus here for a bit. Mark Ruffalo confirms that he is in talks to appear in some capacity as Hulk. uh, Or Smart Hulk, essentially. In the She-Hulk series from Disney Plus. Those talks are still ongoing and do not have... uh, Seems to have not concluded just yet. Uh, we also got news that *Mist*, the popular game from the '90s, uh, PC game *Mist*, is getting a new TV adaptation, and they have added one of the writers of *X-Men: First Class*. *X-Men: First Class* to their writers room. So, hopefully, that will uh, beef up some of what to expect in this new show. Um, also announced for HBO Max, J.J. Abrams is developing a Justice League tar- Dark. Justice League Tark. Yes, a Justice League Tark show. No, Justice League Dark television series. No word yet on if it will be live action or not, which almost puts another nail in the coffin for DC Universe. I wonder if that streaming service will continue as more and more DC shows are announced for HBO Max. I wonder if that will just go for comics only. Be interesting. Uh, also announced, though, is. J.J. will be developing a Shining spin-off series based at the Overlook Hotel. And a period piece set in the 70s. Um, And, uh, what's this? Uh, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. returns for its final season on May 27th. Uh, Netflix has signed a first-look deal with Boom Studios. If you guys don't know who Boom Studios is, uh, they're a comic publisher. Uh, They do a lot of um, big IP comics. So, like, they do... I think they do Star Trek. They do, uh, they do Power Rangers and and some other um, other comic series. Because there's also IDW, but uh, Netflix has signed a first deal with them because they they do have their own original IPs as well. And I can't. Who does Boom Studios have? Let's take a look. Let's go down Boom Studios lane here. Uh, I just know that Power Rangers is like their their most popular <laughs> comic series. Um, of course, again, it's, it's, a, it's an IP that they don't own, but let's do this. They also do um, Adventure Time, they do Angel, they do uh, Ben 10, The Big Trouble in Little China comics, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Bill and Ted. Uh, some of theirs that, that people actually like that are their own, though, is I know uh, Faithless Feathers... They also do... Uh, where is it? I'm trying to find the name of the one that I know people like from them. But like I said, they do a lot of their own. Um, or They do a lot of IPs that belong to other people. But uh, Lumberjanes, that's what it is. I knew I knew it was something. Uh, Lumberjanes is one of their really big ones. Um, of course, Power Rangers, of course. And Misfit City, I know a lot of people read them as well. That is uh, Boom Studios. So they, they do um, first look deal with Netflix. So that's cool. Netflix is trying to beef up their their shows based on comics. Uh, also announced here, Queeby, or Quick Bytes, which was the new app that launched this past week. Uh, to allow you to watch quick bites of, of television on your phone, m- not really lasting more than 10 minutes. Well, uh, they're ditching their mobile only format. Yes, it was mobile only, and so watching stuff on a phone can get annoying. Um, but uh, per Bloomberg, they announced that they will eventually make its content available on regular TVs. And uh, so, you, I mean, you could watch it on cell phones and tablets, but I'm sure they're going to computers now. It's uh, Per them, it's quite an engineering lift. It's not easy, but the engineers are trying to think about how to do this on an accelerated time scale. Uh, Chief Executive Officer Meg Whitman said uh, they also said they need about 12 million subscribers to break even. It so far has garnered only 1.7 million subscribers in its first week. When you compare that to Disney Plus, who raked in 10 million subscribers. Granted, Disney Plus had a lot more stuff to, to draw people in. And I mean, it's just a lot of issues with, with Queeby just in general. I mean, people don't want to watch a movie in parts. Uh, television shows are are okay. From what I've seen, reviews on their shows are hit or miss. Uh, Meg Whitman also said that they may have eventually created a TV option anyway, but of course COVID-19 has, has uh, spurred the company's engineers in developing one just because people want to watch TV now that they're home. They're not out as much. And... I mean, they do have a lot of high-quality high, high quality talent. Steven Spielberg is involved, Sam Raimi, Jennifer Lopez, Chrissy Teigen, Chance the Rapper, who does a new version of Punked, uh, Will Forte, Reese Witherspoon, hell, they're bringing Reno 911 back. But, it just, uh, I, I think it was just wrong place at the wrong time to launch a mobile streaming app only. Uh, just with everything happening, people are just home and not out and about on their phones as much. And uh, now let's talk about some some reviews of of shows here. And I've had a lot of time, of course, to to sit and watch some things that I, I normally wouldn't. And one show I finally caught up on that I've been sleeping on for a long time I'd never fully finished. I was watching it on Hulu. Uh, finally wrapped up the whole show. It was the Orville, the Seth MacFarlane live action show that's kind of like a it's somewhat of a spoof on on Star Trek, but not really. It actually really came in into its own towards the end of the second season, and it is on Hulu. They are gonna they are gonna do a third season on Hulu eventually, but it just it was a, an amazing show, and it was funny. I was cracking up almost all the time. It wasn't afraid though to tackle like very serious topics as well, and it, it, if you love sci-fi and you love comedy and, and you're you you like Star Trek and in you're looking to fill a Star Trek-sized hole in your heart. Definitely check out the Orville if you have Hulu. It is definitely 100% worth watching. Uh, really great cast, of course, with Seth MacFarlane leading the crew, and it. Even though it takes place in the future, there's some awesome like uh, current pop culture references that that fit. And other than that, though, it's just it, it's it's grounded and and. ...funny at the same time, which is, is hard to do, especially on a sci-fi show. And I, I personally think that they knocked it out of the park in this instance. So definitely check out the Orville if you if you can. Uh, Clone Wars also finally uh, just went straight for the gauntlet. Right? We, we're, we're coming into the final arc. Episode 9 was uh, on Thursday. Or Friday, sorry. And... Wow, they, they're they going there. So, Ahsoka is now wrapped up with some Mandalorians. And she comes back to Anakin and Obi-Wan to ask for help. As uh, she's found Darth Maul. And of course, you know, they all want to take out Darth Maul. But this episode... Because everyone's been wondering, how is... How are they going to wrap up and get close to episode 3? Well, we have an answer. Because this episode of... Clone Wars probably takes place at the same time of Episode 3, or at least the beginning, because as soon as Ahsoka is reintroduced to Rex and half of the 501st, which now we have an explanation for why Rex was not with Anakin at the Battle of Coruscant or um, Order 66 and things like this, but uh, right when her Ahsoka and Anakin are pretty much getting back together, and Anakin gives her back her lightsabers. A call comes through, saying that Coruscant has been attacked. The they have lost contact with Shock T, who is uh, guarding the Chancellor. A uh, Chancellor, which if you guys watch the old Jendy tartakovsky uh, Clone Wars cartoons, um, that's one of the final episodes there. And uh, they'll say they say that they can be in Coruscant within the hour. So as they leave to go to Coruscant and start episode three. Ahsoka, the Mandos, and some of the 501st go to Mandalore to try and liberate it from Maul. And what happens is this awesome aerial fight scene above the in the skies of Mandalore, and Ahsoka just jumping out of Repu- Republic gunships without a jetpack, without a parachute. There's Mandos jetpacking around, just blowing shit up with their rockets. And I'm telling you, this is probably one of the best episodes of the Clone Wars that I've ever watched. It's amazing. And then the Death Watch uh, Mandos that are on Maul's side, they have some of the coolest armor I've ever seen. Uh, One of them is Gar Saxon, who we... The first time we really saw him in in animation was actually on uh, on Rebels. We see him a lot older as the Imperial ruler of Mandalore. Where he was supposed to be introduced in the Clone Wars a while back. Then he ended up getting introduced in the Son of Dathomir comic. Which is based on unproduced scripts of Clone Wars. So now we're seeing him in his Clone Wars era glory. And he's got the coolest fucking Mando helmet I've ever seen. It's got these awesome, awesome uh, Zabrak horns just like Darth Maul. This dude looks like a G. And uh, of course the episode ends on a cliffhanger. With uh, just about three episodes left in the Clone Wars as a whole. 100% we're getting to Order 66. If not this week. Next week. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it. And I'm sure we'll figure out. How Rex does not go all Order 66. Um, but you know what? I didn't even talk about the awesome fight scene in the beginning of the episode. With Anakin and Obi-Wan on a bridge. And... The 501st doing this awesome jetpack fight scene, and Anakin pulled a uh, classic Skywalker move, walking out alone to face the whole army, just like his son Luke would do about 50 years later on the Battle of Krait. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, I hope you guys are watching the Clone Wars, because if if you love it as much as I do, you've been been waiting for it. But that's that. How about this? Uh, Westworld. Let's talk about two episodes this week, huh? How about this? Last week's episode was fucking amazing. There was this awesome, um, awesome, awesome car chase scene where Aaron Paul's character was on this drug called Genre. And he was going through like different film genres and hearing different music. And that just created this awesome, trippy experience that that tended to the show. We also got this awesome backstory about Rehoboam. I, I think that's how he's saying it. That, that technology that pretty much is predicting everyone's lives and knows what and when it's going to happen. Which is uh, the firm controlled by Vincent Castle, who's working with Maeve right now. So that's a pretty awesome... Uh, that was a pretty awesome episode. I, I, I like where they're going with that. And I'm excited to see where they take it in this fight with Maeve and... Um, uh, the fight with Maeve and uh, Dolores, where that's going to go. Because that actually came to a head this week. Uh, so there wasn't much Maeve last week just because she perished. Her body perished at the uh, the previous week. But this week, oh my god. We got to see the man in black transform, essentially. And interact with all his past selves. It was nice uh, to see uh, Billy from season one return. Uh, and also, uh, he was in this weird group therapy session where he kind of interacted with all of these different versions of his past self, which ended in him brutally beating and murdering all of them, you <laughs> know, in, in a weird turn of events. Um, ended up getting rescued by Bernard and Stubbs, but beyond that, Serac, uh, or Vincent Castle's character, finally takes over Delos. They figure out that Hale is Dolores, so that, that gets nipped as she tries to take out all of the... Um, all of the different, uh, why, why can't I talk today, all of the, the board members of Delos. Uh, we also get to see the other Dolores take themselves out in an effort to push Dolores' cause of killing humans, I guess. I don't know. Um, there's a lot going on in this show that I'm, I'm starting to wonder how it's going to end because it's, it's actually a shortened season and there's only a couple episodes left. Uh, but what we did get to see is Dolores Hale, which I'm gonna call her that. Uh, she it activates this cool like robot that like pieces itself together, which we got to see earlier in the in the the season. It turns a dude to pulp, and I'm not kidding. It just punches a dude, and like he his top half of his torso becomes pulp. And I was like, oh fuck. There is I. This war is gonna get brutal and bloody. The Man in Black was rescued by Bernard and Stubbs, who are technically working with Dolores. I don't know what's going on there. Then you have Serac and uh, um, Maeve, who's going to have her own team of people who we don't know entirely who they are. Because, unfortunately, Hector is not going to make it. And then we're going to have Dolores and Jacob, I think his name is. And uh, the characters played by... Lena Waith and Marshawn Lynch of all of all people, I I don't get it. Uh, granted, this doesn't totally line up with the end of, of season two, but anyway, I am going to be. It'll be interesting to see where this all goes. For um, where this goes, I'm 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 very excited though. Uh, it's interesting watching this future. Which I think takes place like a hundred years from now. I can't really tell at this point anymore because I, I don't know. Paris is is nuked in in this season in the past, obviously, but I I um I, I don't know. I really don't know what's going on in this world. It, it it it'll be interesting to see how it how it all turns out though because. It's like I said. It's interesting. It's it it, it sucks that a lot of these characters have um, characters that were in season one and two have not returned for season three. Like there's no Teddy. There's no Ford. It it just I don't know. It sucks, man. I liked a lot of these characters, and it's just they're they're gone. So anyway, enough ranting and raving about that. Let's uh, let's talk about what's going on in the movie world, huh? We got our official first look at the Dune remake uh, being held, helmed by Denny Villanueve. And while we don't have a trailer, uh, we do know that it's going to be two films. We got to see, see all the characters in, in their costumes and their full glory. I, I think the film is expected to come out later this year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but it looks looks interesting. I, I uh, I've only seen parts of the original. I know it's a cult classic. I, I do want to watch the original before uh, before this one comes out. We've got plenty of time. A lot of good people in that movie and a lot of good people in, in the, the remake as well. Uh, Kevin Smith has announced that he will somehow work COVID-19 into Mallrats 2, which I guess is back on. I thought he was making a, a Mallrats TV show, but I guess now, um, now it's going to be a movie again. It's going to be called Mallrats 2, Twilight of the Mallrats. And uh, on his Fat Man Beyond podcast, he said, I was working on Twilight of the Mall Rats, the Mall Rats 2 script. And so I just, I had just read last night articles about the retail apocalypse, where 2020 was going to be the death knell for a bunch of stores anyway. But the pandemic has escalated that, made it worse. And we're about to see a lot of big box stores, big name stores that you and I have known for most of our lives just go away forever. That means massive vac- vacancies in malls. So they're predicting the entire implosion of malls. I mean, They're already teetering, but the entire implosion of malls across America. So as a guy who's writing a movie set in a mall, I'm like, well, that's useful information for my line of work. So I had to start writing the pandemic into the movie because clearly this is going to be remembered for all time. Well, I knew at some point it was going to be starting to show up in movies and TV and things like this because you know that's going to happen next season. You know, you just know there's going to be pandemic storylines in TV for years to come, if not a pandemic-based TV show and things like this. Uh, He also said that while he's in self-isolation, he is going to finish the scripts for Mallrats 2 and Clerks 3. And I hope hope they're just good. I just hope they're good. Uh, He already announced that Mallrats' sequel is going to bring back Jason Lee. I mean, he was already in... Uh, the Jane Simon Bob reboot, which I watched recently, which was actually really funny and really good. It was a nice, uh, nice continuation of the View universe. So I was, I was stoked there. But hey, give me more Kevin Smith as long as it's the View esque universe and not his weird like offshoot horror films, because those, those were just okay at, at at best. And how about this, huh? Sam Raimi has officially confirmed he is directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, folks. It is official now. We don't have to worry or guess or anything like that. And I think he is the perfect man for the job. Sam Raimi, of course, best known for his Spider-Man films in the early 2000s. Also for the Evil Dead franchise. And I think that if this is going to introduce the multiverse, if he doesn't bring in Jake Gyllenhaal... Jake Gyllenhaal. Wow, I'm an idiot. If he doesn't bring in Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man from another universe, then I don't know what the hell he's doing, man. Like, Marvel, you need to give that the okay. Sony, you need to sign off on that. Kevin Feige, I don't see why you wouldn't be okay with that, but we need to do that stat, folks. That needs to happen. That needs to happen. Also, uh, New Green hornet, Hornet. A new Green Hornet film is in the works. Uh, it will focus on Cato, I think. If you guys don't know this, The Green Hornet was an old uh, TV show and radio drama. Uh, it was recently made into a movie about, what, I want to say, 10 years ago with, um, was that Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen was in it, I'm pretty sure. But uh, based on like a rich dude and his manservant who become like a superhero... Where his manservant is like a kung fu expert. And of course he does all the badass stuff. Where the rich white dude really doesn't do a whole lot. He's like smart. Kind of. Um, But yeah they're going to make a new Green Hornet. I wonder how they're going to uh, not be like insensitive. Culturally insensitive in this one. Granted it really wasn't in the past. But Bruce, Bruce Lee was in the original Green Hornet. I should say. I should point that out. Bruce Lee was the original Kato in the original Green Hornet. So that is something... Uh, to remember essentially because there is a lot, um, a lot writing on the history of that television series and, and the character in general. So it'll be interesting to see where that film goes. Um, if you're holding out hope for the Artemis Fowl film adaptation, well, it is coming now to Disney Plus on June 12th that will no longer have a film adaptation. And speaking of films that have also gone to digital distribution, Uh, The Lovebirds, the film starring Issa Rae and uh, Camille Nanjiani, has now been pushed to Netflix and will premiere on May 22nd on the platform. It's possible that movie theaters may start reopening soon in some states, so a lot of you guys may be able to go back to the movies. (laughs) Possibly, maybe, I don't don't know. Um, Not in California, and a lot of movies have been pulled from the theaters, so I don't know what you're going to be watching there, but uh, here's a fun fact, the there was one movie theater open in the entire country this this past weekend. It brought in the entire box office, just over $5,000. Uh, probably one of the lowest box office in decades. And it was a drive-in theater in Ocala, Florida. How about that? That's uh, pretty interesting, huh? But how about this? Is Tron 3 still a possibility at Disney? Well, according to the director, that may be uh, true. I guess there's still rumblings, possibly... In uh, in the halls of Disney about a potential Tron 3. He still thinks it's a, a, a crown jewel in, in their list of IPs. I think as technology advances more and more. You can have a beautiful, gorgeous, amazing looking Tron 3. Tron is just an awesome world to play in. And I I love it. Mainly because it's it's somebody going into a video game pretty much. <laughs> That's the gist of it. But it's also got an awesome story. And it, it's very intriguing uh, compared to some other things. Because it's it's not something you see all the time. And if you haven't seen the original, it holds up pretty well, mostly. And if you haven't seen uh, Tron Legacy, the second one, that, that movie is gorgeous. Even in 4K, that is a beautiful, gorgeous movie to watch. Like, definitely go watch it. You guys have plenty of time. Stop watching The Office for the billionth time. Watch something new. Expand your brain. And uh, check out the Tron movies. But, yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's it for movie news. Not a whole lot going on. Uh, got some other things. Uh, DC has announced that they will resume shipping comics on April 28th. So if you guys have been waiting, uh, they are going to take in distribution into their ho- own hands. As the company that normally does it, Diamond, is still working on uh, adapting to this current, situa- current situation. And uh, that will happen on April 28th with Batman uh, 89. Daphne Byrne, The Dreaming, Nightwing 70, and Batman Giant number four. Then, of course, they go back to May uh, for their regular schedule. Uh, May 5th will be Batman and the Outsiders number 12, DC Superstars number 17, The Flash 753, Green Lantern season two number three, Hawkman 23, House of Whispers 20, Joker Harley Criminal Sanity 4. And then May 12th, Harley Quinn 72, Justice League 44, Justice League Odyssey 20, Lois Lane 10, and Metal Men 6. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, iPhone, uh, Apple, iPhone. Apple has announced a new budget iPhone, the uh, iPhone SE. It will retail for $400. It is the being dubbed the most affordable iPhone. It has an A13 Bionic chip, best single camera system in any iPhone. And, like I said, is an SE, a 4.7-inch Retina HD display, the return of Touch ID. So it does have a button on it. And they said, the first iPhone SE was a hit with many customers who loved its unique combination of small size, high-end performance, and affordable price. The new, second-generation iPhone SE builds on a great idea and improves on it in every way, including our best-ever single-camera system for great photos and videos while still being affordable. Industry-leading performance on the of the A13 Bionic that enables great battery life. I will have portrait mode take smart H- HDR photos, and have amazing video with stereo audio. What's interesting is they brought the Touch ID back, so we'll have a home button, which has been missing for a number of years on iPhones. I'm I'm kind of surprised to to see that back on an iPhone. That that's very unexpected. It's a, a kind of going back on that because the last SE did not have a, a button. I guess people don't like not having a button. Uh, it will run iOS 13 uh, compatible with most of their features. It will be, come in 64 gig, 128 and 256 in black, white, product red color options. Uh, the product red is part of their partnership that sees 100% of the sales go towards HIV AIDS program. It starts at $399 with the price raising depending on what size you get. It uh, is available for pre-order now. That started on Friday at 5 a.m. And they will have it available for purchase starting this Friday the 24th. But uh, that's if you're in the market for a new budget iPhone. And final bit of news. Comic-Con has been cancelled for the first time in its 50-year history. Uh, Unfortunately, due to uh, COVID-19 and, of course, other restrictions... For stay-at-home uh, orders in place here in California and social distancing guidelines. I they have decided to cancel the event. Uh, you will either be able to transfer your ticket to next year or get a refund. Uh, it will return in July, 2021, at the San Diego Convention Center. Uh, WonderCon was also canceled, and that will be back in March of uh, 2021, surprisingly, in Anaheim. Uh, Per Comic-Con, recognizing that countless attendees save and plan for its conventions each year and how many exhibitors and stakeholders rely upon its events for a major portion of their livelihood, they had hoped to delay this decision in anticipation that COVID-19 concerns might lessen by summer. Continuous monitoring of health advisories and recent statements by the governor of California have made it clear that it would not be safe to move forward with plans for this year. Uh, They also announced the following. Uh, Individuals who purchase badges for Comic-Con 2020 will have the option to request a refund or transfer their badges to 2021. All 2020 badge holders will receive an email within the next week with instructions on how to request a refund. Exhibitors from 2020 will also have the option to request a refund or transfer their payments to 2021 and will also receive an email. And in the next few days, on peak, Comic-Con's official hotel affiliate... We'll be canceling all hotel reservations and refunding all deposits made through them. There's no need for anyone who booked through On Peak to take any action. And, you know what, that makes sense. I, I don't think large conventions will happen in this state or many others for quite a while. Unfortunately, there's still been no word on Star Wars Celebration, which is set to happen in August. And... I'm a little frustrated by that. I'd, I'd like to know what's what's going on with that. And, and I'm surprised that um, Disney hasn't said anything. Granted, they're, they don't technically run it. That's run by Pop, But, you know, it, it's a little frustrating that it, it hasn't been announced yet if it's still happening or not. Um, because I know social distancing guidelines will take place for quite a while in this state, like I said. I, I think sports will return later, but I don't think fans will be in attendance because a lot of people are not going to want to be around thousands upon thousands of people you know it's it's it, everyone's going to be cautious for a while but it, it's understandable and it, and it sucks it really does that comic-con has to cancel for the first time um that's a big thing for san diego but again it, it's necessary to for everyone to stay safe but um that's it for the the episode this week You know, I want you guys to stay safe, stay home, don't go out unless you have to for essentials. You know, wash your hands constantly, wear gloves, wear a mask if you gotta go out just to be on the safe side. Don't be like some of these people out there protesting without gloves, without masks. You know, you're just asking to possibly get sick. Yes, I know it sucks that things are closed. Yes, I know that this is just a really shitty situation. But, come on, let's let's all be smart so we don't have a second wave so things don't get worse so we don't spread it to other people cuz now we're seeing you might be able to spread it without you even realizing you have it cuz you might be asymptomatic so let's um let's just be smart be careful you know stay at home be safe guys we're all in this together uh at home together you got here you got me to listen to forever and ever pretty much so let's not let's not worry about it okay But I am happy you guys are listening. As always, check out nixnerdnews.com, where you can find links to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Or you can listen right there in your browser, if you prefer. Uh, Also on nixnerdnews.com, you can find our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook uh, feeds all in one place. Or you can follow us, just look for nixnerdnews. Other than that, like, subscribe, share, do whatever you guys want with me. I'm here for you. So let's uh, let's spread the, the glorious word of my voice to others. <laughs> I'm sure if I piss you guys off, we can piss more people off too. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I will catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good week and uh, see you at the end of April.